Hi everyone, Rich here and welcome to the Jones the Bat podcast. It's episode 14. Uh, just looking on social media, it's great to see everyone is back out netting again. I'm hoping that we're going to get some cricket in uh, pretty soon. Um, although things are maybe taking a back step, I'm noticing that Leicester have locked down again. Um, but hey, we can do. We can only do what we can. We got to remain patient and just hope we can play uh, cricket. Come maybe, maybe August. Um, if you haven't done so already, then make sure you join our Facebook group. Uh, I play cricket in Wales. We got a great community going on there at the minute. Uh, lots of reminiscing, lots of stories of of yesteryear and players uh, you've played with and against. And remember, if you need your bat refurbed, don't hesitate in getting in touch uh, at Jones the Bat on all social media, or you can email me Jones the Bat 100 at gmail.com. My guest today is Kelvin Bartle. If you play cricket down in South Wales, then you are sure to have come across Kelvin at some point. Uh, we met actually when he was playing for Tata Steel and I was playing for the Fugees. Uh, I've since refurbed his bat. We struck up a good relationship and he's got some great stories to tell uh, about his time playing for Margam, Swansea, Port Talbot and this is Gerwin. Uh, and also of a, a little trip to uh, to Benidorm, which is worth hanging around for. Okay, here's my chat with Kelvin. Hi, Kelvin, mate. How are you? Hiya, Rich. Good to hear things. <laughs> not bad, mate. Not bad. Bit of news in there that we might be playing cricket soon. Yeah, yeah. It's good news. Um, bit, bit taken aback by Boris's comments about uh, the cricket ball being pretty much uh, disease-ridden. A vector, uh, ne- a natural vector of disease. I've never known anybody catch uh, anything off a cricket ball. I've seen people drop off the cricket ball, but not catch anything on the cricket ball. Oh, you, it's making me think now, you know, how many players I've played with in the past who you think, oh, he's a bit dodgy. Well, I've caught off them in the past, isn't it? Oh, there is quite a few I could I could mention. Yeah. <laughs> After one's like in the middle of a summer, you get a nasty cold or something. You go, where the hell did that come from? Well, it might have been kind of first slip, getting the ball all the time. Yeah, those uh, those words by Boris, I don't think helped matters, and apparently they were just off the cuff. And I think the ECB are fuming about it. Yeah, so, I would be as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so what? In order to replace this cricket, what have you been doing? I just been I've been playing golf. Uh, is a small little golf course down at Tata Steel. Um, it's just it's not far from the house, and uh, it, it, to go around twice only takes three hours, so it doesn't take too much of your time up, and um, it keeps keeps my uh, creaking legs going. Yeah, and I suppose you know we we got to make sure that we do something on a Saturday, otherwise, you know, we might get caught in the shopping lark and all that, might we? Oh, oh yeah, that that's um, I. I well, I wouldn't know what to do if um, I wasn't going to be able to do anything on Saturday. I really wouldn't. <laughs> so this course is the one on the side of the M4 at, um, by Margam, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's only a short. It's uh, it's entirely the same. It's been there for years. It's been remodeled a bit because uh, a road had to go through it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's coming good. You know, there's the, the members down there, uh, there's not many there, but um, they, they really put the effort in. And, you know, there's, there's no... Um, uh, all volunteers, and uh, yeah, it's good. And I it's imagine there's no airs and graces there. Oh no, no, not really. No, 
a few of us cricketers have joined there, and I'd say we've ruffled a few feathers along the way. With, uh, <laughs> we've brought our cricket banter in, and uh, I don't think it's it's gone down very well. But um, here we are. We got to um, wait till we start having a drink with them when the bars open. That's when the uh, the fireworks. That. Yeah, that's when they'll see the true side of Tata Steel boys. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 it's all wrong. It's uh, we're a good set of boys. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we met maybe a couple of years ago. The Fugees were playing in the Premier League. We were just having a little chat earlier yeah. about the fact that you know, I think East and West. There's always been a lot said about different players, but I've never met any of them. And uh, your name certainly cropped up as someone you know who plays down West. Um, it's yeah. just interesting to to get that take on the east and west and the differences that lie between the teams. Do you think? Yeah, it's. Um, I, I found it the short period of time we 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 are playing in the the east leagues. Um, there was a different type of competitiveness. It's always competitive, but um, it was. It's, it's just. I think it was like a little sparring, working each other out. How, how, um, how you go about things? Uh, how far can you take the uh, friendly chats on the pitch? Um, and, and you know, and it was great work. You know, you're playing against cricketers you've never seen, heard before. You might have heard of them, but um, it was great having a chance to um, eventually get that chance to play against some of these teams. You're not aware of what these players are like. So, with, for example, we went down to Cliddach one year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd never heard of any of their players. And the guy who opens the batting down at Cliddach, remind me? Uh, Jason Davis. Oh, Jason Davis. My God, what a player he was. You know, never heard of him before. And Oh, he scored runs and runs and runs. And if once he gets in, he can punish you big time. And a few, at the Fugees, we couldn't get him out. We could no. not get him out. Uh, no. I think he scored 100 not out. 150 not out against us. And yeah, it was just great seeing, you know, those other players. And yeah. then maybe after a couple of years then you start thinking, oh, wow, yeah, now we can work this player out. Yeah, definitely with, with the players from, from East and West. I've learned, you know, I got to meet lots and lots of new friends as a result of doing this as well. So, yes. you know, I think about uh, going down to Lethley and Carmarthen and places like that, you know, picked up some real good friendships with, with people down there as a result yeah. of the, the Prem too. Yeah, and and also I met a few of the the East players who were playing for the XL, the over forties. Mm. Um, first introduction, uh, East versus West Wales up in Christ Uh, You know, I met uh, a gentleman Lee Parry uh, from yeah, Pontius, yeah, yeah. and uh, struck up a good sort of relationship with uh, one of your mates, uh, Roy Emmett, um, oh, friend of the show. We've had a little good banter there. We had some good banter. He didn't like the fact that I kept putting him over the uh, the clubhouse at Chrysler, which is not. It's only a short little. He he he, he was pretending that uh, I didn't do it, but um, yeah, it was good banter, and it was good. To, it's good to meet these people from East. You know, Adrian Weber. It was good to meet players like him as well. Mm. You know, um, through the XL. Which... Yeah, sure. yeah, just just go back down to you know to that XL team. So it's for those who don't know, it's the it's the Wales over forties team, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, in order to get, him, I, I've I put my na- my name forward to play in it, but it just clashes with uh, all the coaching I do, particularly on Sundays and things like that. What's it like playing for them, mate? It's it's brilliant. Um, you when we get drawn uh, away to some of these cricket clubs, we 
I've uh, you know we played at Swindon Cricket Club against um, Surrey and Essex. Absolutely, you drive up and you see the pavilion there. The ground is awesome. Uh, we've played at Ormsbury Cricket Club just outside, just before you got to sort of get a kiddie minster away. And it's just a different world. Some of these grounds, um, and we get an opportunity to play, and it's an opportunity to play um, with. This, there's a gentleman which I haven't heard him yet mentioned on the podcast. Uh, Simon Holiday, who's the captain, mm, and yeah. he's the he's like the Brian Lara, Ricky Pont, and a Dunwest, West. You know, I, I think if he doesn't score four or five tens a season, I think it's uh, a failure. He's he's really good batsman, and what a what a gentleman. He's the captain of the XL. Uh, absolute gentleman as well, uh, brilliant. Um, so you get to meet these players, and you know if I'm still fit enough now, I'll probably when it gets to the Wales over fifties and meet more players from around Wales, which yeah. uh, is probably not helping the umpiring fraternity because I think they want us to retire and get on the umpiring circuit. I th- I definitely think that gives another lease of life of a cricketer, and I honestly yeah. think you know. If you can get into cricket young, you can play right the way through 50s, 60s, and particularly yeah. that Welsh over 50s team and the World Cups and everything like that goes along with it. It's amazing. an ambition to, you know, to carry on playing. Well, that's my hope. I, mean, I think, mind you, because it's sort of um, missed the you from when they went to South Africa. Um, I think I might. I thought I was going to aim to get the play in it when I was like 51, if I was fit enough and still able to get selected. Um, but that's my aim now. I think I can be 50 and playing it now. Uh, but obviously, you've got to put the runs on the board and get the wickets to get into the first team. Because I think the more this goes on, the more and more cricketers, good cricketers around Wales, I think, well, I'm going to start playing a bit longer. So it's going to get tougher to get in. But it, it only makes Wales a better um, prospect when we get to play in these World Cups. Yeah, for example, there's a guy at the Fugees, uh, Dave Adams. Who, yeah. Uh, I, I, play, I opened the batting with for many, many years, from the age of 16 to, to recently. Yeah. And he'd never yeah. netted. He'd never netted. But he was hell of a player and he scored runs. And now he's, and now he's in this Wales over 50s team, you know. He, I saw yeah. him on Twitter the other day. He's even bought himself like a, an indoor kind of, or oh, sorry, in the garden kind of net, the swing ball kind of thing that he hits the ball back and forth with. Brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a all, it's all lease things, of life you know, for him. He's got, we got a very good friend of mine, Paul Donovan. Uh, yeah. Tyler. He, um, you know, he, we, and we're doing it now. We're wearing all the compression uh, uh, pants to keep the muscles going. He's going <laughs> He's in his hot tub, and I it, and then he's playing the next day. Uh, it's, it's brilliant, you know. And um, it, all these men are doing all these little things just to keep the, the body and, and, and the limbs going, and it's uh, it's brilliant. It is really good, definitely. One I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, so you know, we're talking there at the, at the end of our careers, mate. You know, you've yeah. played in league cricket first, 11 cricket for like nine or 30 years. Uh, yes. where did it all start for you then? It just it just really started. Um, I used to just go on a Saturday afternoon. Um, I used to be a ball boy for Aberavon Rugby Club in the winter. And then on a Saturday, nothing to do. And just get on my bike and go down to Margham Park and just, just watch cricket. And we was just, you know, 11 years old. Me and my mate was just watching it. And I think it was just one day 
somebody got injured, and the captain at the time, uh, Andrew Vaughan, God, do, do you fancy going 12th for us? Do you fancy, you know, uh, going to obviously third man, third man, which um, we all pretty much got to do at, at, at that age. Um, and it's just got from there. And um, I was, I was, I, I was, that's when I got into Saturday cricket, but I started my junior cricket at Tata Steel. Um, play, I was 11, uh, playing in the under 16. Because those days it was just under 16s and that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Doug Snock, lo- uh, lovely man. And, you know, all he was was just getting kids to play cricket. And, um, yeah, started with 11. Um, but then didn't get into the, the Tata Steel senior team. But then, obviously, that, that one opportunity. Um, then I, I stayed at Margan for about eight, nine years. Mm. As a, yeah, and I opened the bat. I got my debut when I was 14. Uh, in a lovely place called Kimla, and <laughs> and then um, then from then on, opened the button for Margam from four from fifteen onwards. So is that is that the ground just as you go into Margam Park ground? Yeah. Is, it? is that the yeah? Then you... there when I first started, it was a road. Um, as if you were going to Margam Abbey, and it was a little a little pathway, and you had to climb over a gate. And in those days, no one had kit bags. You had a everyone had one big kit bag, and you had to haul yeah. it like. Five, uh, four, five hundred yards to get to the to the pavilion itself. So, um, whatever yeah. happened to the big kit bag? What happened to what it? Happened? <laughs> yeah, what has happened to the big kit bag? Uh, black tape that goes on the bats. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's all gone now. We've all got our own kits in it. I I don't know when that started, but um, no, I always remember turning at the third, third eleven matches, carrying yeah. the big bag, uh, yeah. and there was a Stuart Surridge in there. Which I particularly yeah. fancied, uh, and I'd always try and get my hands on that first. And the Stuart Savage gloves. Yeah, uh, I managed to have my own pads because I someone outgrew them and handed them down to me. But it was yeah, uh, yeah that third eleven bag. Whatever happened to yeah. it? Well, I don't know. And, and and because it wasn't that much kit anyway, it was the obligatory walking out halfway, changing your box gloves, and giving someone else the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Still happens in prem cricket sometimes. Well, yeah, 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 I have seen that as well. People going out with gloves and stuff, swapping gloves, yeah. So, you you know, you're, you're playing at Margam, enjoying yeah. it there, and obviously you must have caught the eye or you wanted to move on from Margam. Yeah, yeah. and it was just an opportunity. Um, I was, say, I go back, Paul Donner has been a lifelong friend of mine, and it was just, um, things were going on at Margam, sort of just you know they were going in a direction which I might not agree with I was, you know I was uh, 22 22 23 and obviously at that age you think you know everything um and I went down to the Tata Steel for a few years and it it was a total different uh, playing for for Tata or the skull with the you know the skull um different way of playing cricket more uh, I'd say more I wouldn't say more aggressive but it was more play hard Play fair, play hard. Mm. You know, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where it, the, the the love for playing with Tata Steel came in. Yeah, uh, you know, like we said earlier, you know, I'd driven that road many, many miles, uh, many, many years, and yeah. I didn't even know Tata Steel had a cricket ground there. You know, and um, it wasn't until we, you know, we played them in the Prem that you know we actually played there. Um, yeah. So you had a couple of seasons. Why the scow? Why the scow? 
Dow Com- uh, Steel Company of Wales. Ah, right. Okay. That's yeah. what it's called. That's the, the, the name of it. It was uh, the Scow Tatters, British Steel Company of Wales, uh, the Scows, and um, it um, went to Tata. Uh, so it went to Chorus because yeah. we had to play on that ground. We had to obviously follow the name of, of, the, of the Steelworks. Mm. So, um, and then obviously then it changed to Tata Steel then many years ago. And then on from, from Tata then, you had a couple of seasons there, and then you, you've been around a couple of clubs, yeah? Yeah, I did the rounds, yeah. <laughs> Better more clubs than Jack Nicholas and uh, done the way that. But I went to Swansea. I was, um, I was asked uh, by uh, a gentleman, Stuart Owen, and the captain of the time, Tim M. They were in the first division at the time because Tata Steel were in the second, third, second division. And then um, uh, Swansea, uh, originally Gowerton asked me to go there and I played for Gowerton on a Sunday. There was um, an Alliance Cup on a Sunday where you played Abergavenny and a couple of sides like that. And he was going to go to Gowerton, but I spoke to Stuart Owen and Tim M. And I ended up going to Swansea for a couple of years, which looking back on it now was the best move because the two years... I stayed there. I played there for. We won the league twice, and we we won the league cup. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, I'm playing on St Helens. You know, yeah, that's that. That's that's the big draw. You oh. know, gonna play on St Helens. It's the, you know, the one of the best grounds to score when your score runs on, and the longest walk if you get a duck or you don't score many runs. Tell it's a long. <laughs> the long walk back. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know, we we we. I'd, we were lucky enough to, to play against Swansea for a couple of years, and it was it was nice going down to St Helens uh, and playing there. But I just like, come on, guys, this place needs a renovation. And I think you know, Glamorgan or whoever's in charge, whoever's going to play cricket, there needs to it needs a little bit of a investment there. I think, doesn't it now? Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think it will happen. I I really um, believe that I think the council would prefer that to put flats on there and make it houses. Um, but I don't think they look at the history of the ground. It, it's, you know, it's iconic in world cricket. Like, you know, and when I played there, you still have the big swans, you had the big stand there. Mm. And, you know, it seemed to be when the tide was in and the sun was coming there, the ball used to swing around a uh, hell of a lot. But when they knocked the stand down, the ball didn't do so much. Really? You know, the ground... Uh, it, it, it's just one of those things. It's just um, it seemed the ball didn't do as much. But um, I, what a ground to play on! It yeah, was, yeah, it yeah. Was, uh, yeah, but many memories. When when I scored, uh, I, I did score a couple of big scores on there. And it's just the reason you're back there. It, it does, you know, there's not much beats it, you know, unless you're playing on the Sophia Gardens or which I haven't done. Uh, but it, it's the, probably the closest uh, to a big ground. Mm, we um, oh well, I was lucky enough to get a fifty there, which was great. But I, you know, we talked about that long walk. I shoulder arms for one. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> on a boiling hot day, yeah. <laughs> just let one go and it clipped the top of my arse. Them, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a that was a bad day. But uh, yeah. so y- you went across to some other clubs, Port Talbot and there's a Gerwin. Yeah, Davin yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went down to Port Talbot. Um, uh, after a short stint at Swansea, thoroughly enjoyed it. We was in the second division. We got up to the first. Um, you know, the, as it was there, they was they were playing on a new ground, and 
it was you know the the the, um, the grass seeds were there to see what the club was eventually what it is today. You know, I think in, I think the past couple of seasons now has been voted the best cricket ground in Wales or the Premier, the Premier maybe, um, and they've got a great groundsman down there. Um, yeah, a uh, very close mate of mine plays down as well, Mark Cox. Um, and they, you know, they've got a great. They have got a good setup there. To be perfectly honest, with, with the bar facilities, um, you know, you can take your kids there. They're safe. Um, it's all enclosed. It, 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 you know, it's they've got it all there at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I would say. And um, yeah, enjoying my time with all of it. Then, then obviously, then I moved up to Enniskillen, which then again is different culture. You know, um, a great social club. You know, and um, the captain, uh, one of the best captains I've played with and played under, uh, Mark Mark Davis. Um, you know, knows knew the game inside out. Played county cricket for Gloucester for a little bit as well. Um, and then again, had a good history as well of having over over the years before, well before I got there. Amazing sides. You know, they they were up there to one of the best sides, best sides in Wales. Some great players. Um, and I was lucky enough to be asked to go up there and, and, and have a few great years up there. I thoroughly enjoyed myself up there. It was it was really good. It was just um, it was very similar to what I think Tata Steel is: uh, play hard, play fair, you know, and have a good uh, social uh, side of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what yes, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, I played so many club, different clubs, and you can tell straight away whether or not they're going to be successful. By the way, if they stay around after for a drink or something like that, or whether they shoot off or not. That's um, one of my advice. That is about not staying after the game. That's mm. it's all about the, you know, either you know the talking after is always how good you was or bad you was, and then just talk about other cricket clubs you played that season and and it's it's just just talk cricket and that's what it that's what it is and that's what um that's what I think perhaps some premier cricket might might lack but you know it you, it's a very hard it's a very fine line mm. to uh, how professional you want to make it you know and and that's what probably um let Probably that's why I haven't got a big, a good impression of the Premier League at the time years ago. What it's doing now, I think the way they've got it now, it, it, it's it's good. But at the time, I didn't like it, um, and that's one of the reasons why I joined Davan because I just didn't agree with how the Premier League was set up at the time, especially with um, allocation of county players. Um, technically, Glamorgan could uh, determine who's going to win the Premier One at the time because. Depending on what uh, play you were allocated, um, whether he was going to play or not for you for the season. You know, I think when Tata Steel first went into the Prem Tour, they were allocated Jack Rudolph and Jack Rudolph, sorry, and there was absolutely no chance he was going to play for Tata Steel. No, you know, they, well, no, even even asking, can you just show your face um, to the club and you know just just come down and have a net with the kids and just show us. Uh, and he just come back with, uh, I think he went on to the league secretary and said, can you tell Tata Steele don't ever bother me again? <laughs> so well, that, that just confirmed what I thought of. And yeah, it was I know, and some clubs will get um, you know, an up-and-coming star who's available every Saturday. And yeah. we, we were allocated um, Michael Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see anything of him as well. So. No. 
And it was, and we played when I played Furness again, when I could see the writing on the wall. Premier cricket hadn't come in. We played down in St Fagans in the um, Welsh Cup. Uh, we went down. They got stuffed. Uh, we were there after the game. All of us. The bus was down. We were all having a drink. And a lovely uh, uh, player Owen Hopkins was captain. Um, and he was there doing a barbecue. And I asked Owen, I said, uh, where, where are the lads? It was about an hour after the game. He said, oh, they don't stay here. They, they go. And it just, alarm bells started ringing in the back of my head going, is this what coming over to play uh, West uh, East Side is going to be like? Mm. Um, and I'm saying these things now. We're talking about 10, 10 odd years ago. You know, things have changed. But at the time it was, oh, I don't know if I want to be involved in this, you know? Yeah, but some some clubs are some clubs are still still that way. Yeah, a couple of clubs yeah. last year, and you know it was right. Okay, have a beer, and then you were having a beer on your own, what with, with yeah. your teammates in their pavilion, yeah. and they'd gone. Yeah. Exactly, I find that very odd. There's <laughs> one thing I did enjoy when we played the Fujis. Um, they all the boys were there after uh, good, you know, good band there on the pitch as well. When we played Newport Fujis, there was. Rivalry, um, but off the pitch it was. Let's have a pint, let's have a chat, and that's what you're supposed to be. Do you remember Roy in that game? Roy in that game down in uh, Tata Steel a couple of years ago. I didn't play that one. I oh. was up there. I had a. I haven't come back from injury. I had a knee operation, and I um, played against Fuji's twos uh, on the ground. And I had uh, Mr. Berry. He was uh, pretty vocal towards me because he thought uh, I nicked one, and he can. <laughs> Congratulated me on my second 50 when I was at 80. Because uh, I, I was, uh, he said, he think I nicked off of it when I was on 30. So, um, but that's just, it's just healthy banter. There's no, you're not personal. Yeah. Uh, no, get on with it and I'd buy a pint, have a pint of rattle after in the club. John Berry is, well, I played cricket against John Berry when he was at Rogerstone. So obviously it was local rivalry. And yeah. he was trying to knock my head off. And it was like, hang on a minute, we hated each other. Yeah. Absolutely despised each other. And then he came to play for the Fugees. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, mate, I, and then oh, we got on then, you know, as you do. And it's always different yeah. on the field, isn't it? You know, and then you get to know people off it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I always remember him bowling me a beamer after he thought I was run out. But uh, oh. I was... you don't see that very often. It's one or two, it does it. But uh... Um, yeah, it's just they, it just gets ahead of them, and they they get you know the adrenaline starts going. But as long as after everything's all right, that, that it's all forgotten about. Yeah. Um, so you've been around the around the few clubs, back to the scow, as as, as we call it now, back to the scow. Yeah. Um, you must have seen some real good players. Um, you know, talk about good batsmen, bowlers that you played with yeah. and against. Yeah. Yeah, um, the best batsman by far I played with is Dan Cherry. Um, the one I played down in Batalbot. Um, I was he. It was good that he was was one of the before Premiership. He was the the um, allocated player mm. for Batalbot, and he played a lot of the season. Uh, to be fair, um, and it was great because I opened the batting with him every time he played, and I and I do remember that season when he played a game for Glamorgan. He played against Middlesex and he scored 250 odd, which I think was either the third or fourth highest score ever scored by a Glamorgan player. Um, and it was, you know, when to see him, you know, and, and the week after he, he was playing and I was opening the batting with him. 
yeah, that you, you know, it's amazing as an amateur cricketer that can happen in my, you know, to, to me anyway. You know, you got someone who just bagged two hundred and fifty odd against Middlesex, and I'm opening the batting with him against wherever it was. Um, another very good bat. Um, oh, could, I couldn't get him out. Is Tim Emp? Uh, he plan. was he was there at Swansea where he captained in the first year. Biggest set of pads. You can never have on somebody. Hit them regularly. Never gets out. Uh, but he just he just just piles the runs. He grinds the runs. I don't think he scored when I was there. He, there's no tons, but he scored eighties and nineties, and that everyone play around him. Uh, very clever cricketer, Tim M. Very good. Um, you know, I go, there's so many good batters. You know, like we said mentioned Jason Davis. Um, quality. You know, it, it's. You just you're not going to get him out. You know it's um, when he's in. You know you just got to chuck that. You just got to chuck the field out and hope. Hopefully, um, he'll <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Do very often because I tell you, there's there's one thing where I, I never. Yeah, well, he done it once when I was down at Tartar Steel, but he just keeps scoring tons on that ground for fun. Uh, even when I was there, he read he scored another big ton at Tartar Steel. He scored another ring at Tartar Steel. You know, big big one down there. So um, yeah, he's he's definitely one up there, one of the best batsmen I've played against. Uh, played against anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Beasley and his Tawi, absolute run machine. I think he's still since play cricket started. He's still the highest run scorer. Got about 20, 20 odd tons runs under his belt. Another one if he gets. But his obviously, run, you've he, got to say that you know. When we look at our stats, mate, we're not on play cricket early doors. No, like, well, I'm my stats go. I think I do like stats, and that's another thing about Tartus Dean with Paul Dorn. And he, the, the, the club's been going 60, nearly 60 years or just over 60 years, and he's got every single player, every single run, catch, wicket, yep. everything, all stats, you know. So, on play cricket, I think it started with me at Swansea 2001. So, it's and and Andrew Beasley, even though he hasn't played in the South Wales League for a couple of a number of years now, buzzer, um, he's still the highest run scorer. And um, I think the only person that would have got close to him or would have passed him been Ben Wright in uh, Cowbridge if uh, they stayed in uh, the South Wales League. Yeah. Uh, another player, Mel Williams, Britain Ferry Steel, uh, just runs machine, just runs. You know, if you, but out of a lot of these batsmen uh, I've played against, is one batsman who probably goes under the radar, um, is a boy, Garth Hopkins, uh, my state Celtic. His father played for Glamorgan, John Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's, he scores a lot of runs, and I find, I know, I've bowled at a lot of players, and I just find him, for some reason, the hardest boy to bowl to. He is, um, I don't, I might have got him out once in all of the years, but he is, he's, he's just so hard, and especially, my state Celtic it isn't the best of grounds to play on uh, it's a council pitch uh, they do the best they can it's not the best lovely to bowl on but um, but he he seems to score runs there and very good cricketer um, he's the hard to me over the years one of the hardest players to bowl to batters to bowl to yeah so uh, obviously some some great names here and like you say there's a lot of names you've mentioned here, and I'm sure a lot of West Walians listening now well, no, yeah. those players are, but you know, it's it, it's kind of names I've heard of, but haven't really, you know. So it's Richard, uh, Grant, Richard Grant is a is 
another great batter. You know, once he gets in, he, he can. You know, in 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 the class of you know how good the Premier uh, one is, he can take games. He can win games by himself. You know, once he gets in, he he, he can win it by himself. He's he's that good a cricketer. Uh, somebody, another cricketer, should have perhaps played longer with Glamorgan as well. Yeah. So um, you're going to mention some bowlers now. Um, yes. But I, I certainly know because I actually grew up playing with them. Uh, so who are your best bowlers? The best bowler, I was lucky enough to play with Mark Frost when I was at Margam, when he finished with Glamorgan. I didn't grow seasons. up playing with him. He's a lot older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was only a kid at the time, but he, was, he came to Margam after he just finished with Glamorgan. And oh, he was absolute playing cricket with him. He, 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 just, he could do things with the ball, which... You know, it's it beggars belief. And the one good, just one thing on um, on Mark. Last year, oh, we played Panath on the away on their on their pitch on the first team pitch, yeah. and yeah. Panath are really good. They got a couple of teams, I think, second, third, yeah. fourth, even fifths, I think. And there was a game going on on the game uh, pitch next door. You know, they got yeah. that pitch next door in Panath, and Mark yeah. Foss was playing for Panath fourth or something like that and he yeah, had yeah. such a beautiful action no brilliant it was just fluid you know and, and he, he did say it was one little stat he came out I think there's no other player that got Graham Eck out for more you know out for ducks he's had him out there he's the only bowler to get him out for so many ducks you know really? he just kept so yeah he, I remember him telling me that a, a long time ago um, but yeah, Mark, Mark Frost. But the one good thing is that everybody tried to... They didn't want to play shots against him. Uh, so I was bowling the other end. Even though I did go for tap, I used to take a lot of wickets. Because <laughs> they all tried to have a go at me because they couldn't score runs off him. So it was... Um, that, that was the good side, bowling in partnerships with Mark. Um, yeah, I think I took 45 wickets one season. But I went for something like 900 runs, something silly like that, you know? That was the same when I bowled the same uh, different end to uh, James Didcot. They block him, block him, block him, and I chuck up these pies, right? <laughs> would get like four or five wickets a game because they just couldn't Top. score off Didcot. Couldn't score off. Oh, him. It was great burgling, great, great burgling bowling. That is, yeah, it's good. Um, as another, the other bowler, because I've played for so long, um, there's, there's not just one. Just, I couldn't just mention just one or you know one. Um, I played against him and with him. Uh, a gentleman, Stuart Phelps. Um, He's been mentioned quite a few times, Phelpsy. He is. He is absolutely tremendous. You know, he's, he's a quiet man, uh, but playing cricket with him was awesome. Um, then being in nets with him, I used to you know talk to him and pick you know have some tips how he does his quicker ball and what he does this and the other. And then a couple of years after playing against him, still didn't have a clue what how, how to play him. Yeah. Uh, you know. You know, I couldn't even block him. I couldn't even try and defend because I didn't know what was happening. It was um, awesome. What a what a what a great! And I think I'm not quite sure. He's, I think he's up there with the highest wicket takers in the Prem Prem one. It must be because he's played in it so for so long now. Been from the start, and yeah. yeah, and what a what a what a gentleman! What an absolute gentleman! He brilliant. Yeah, because I I played with Phelps. He well, Wales. I was a year younger than him, so I played up a year. Yeah. In, in that Welsh team with him and his yeah. action that left arm round and yeah. we used to put someone you know with short mid wicket or short extra cover and we just get so many wickets so many yeah. that quicker ball it just yeah. gets everybody 
you know, it's, um, but uh, yeah, it's just this class, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite thankful I don't have to face him. I'm quite happy with that anyway, but uh, yeah. there's another, another bowler, Andrew Davis, diver, he's mentioned, played with him at Swansea. Another great, when he was playing for the county, he was a good county pro for a club like Swansea. He was there every week. He didn't wear his um, Glamorgan top. He, he wore a Swansea kit. Uh, good clubman. Uh, great bowler. You know, we, we say we won the league and he, he was always, either, you know, the effort he was to put in was, I was always taken back with the effort because I had seen other players, who, you know, perhaps a little bit better, just not put enough they didn't just stroll, stroll up and do whatever and, and then go. But uh, Andrew Diver, he was, um, yeah, 110% there, you know. Um, great to play with. Um, yeah. Luckily, I didn't have to bat against him as well. But uh, the last player, I would say, bowling-wise, uh, played with him and against him as well, Phil George Davin, yeah. off-spinner. Um, you know, before I went to play for Davin, Phil George, you know, played against him. Angry man, you know, um, can be very angry man. But when you play with him, uh, you see another side of him. But um, when he gets it right on the day, he'll take five wickets, five runs, five wickets for six, seven runs. Um, and I, as uh, Paul Reese put some old handbooks up on Twitter the other day, and it just looked Phil George was always top. You know, 1996 or 90, he, he, Phil George was there at the top. He was a tremendous bowler. Yeah. Uh, and I will mention is one more boy bowling wise um, who perhaps goes under the radar between the bigger clubs is uh, a David Jones a Tata Steel um, regularly takes thirty four. Um, his brother was playing there as well this year uh, for a few years as well. Mm. David's got a crack in uh, slower ball, very hard to pick. He well, I can't, I haven't seen anybody who's been able to pick it. You know, he, he embarrasses people. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's up there. You know, I play play cricket with him now for a number of years now, and give him the ball, hundred and ten percent. He mourns a little bit when he, he he thinks he should be bowling a bit more, and he he, he doesn't want to feel you, he doesn't want to feel there. But um, yeah, he's uh, definitely uh, one of the. He's a good boy to have in your team. Um, I think I think he had me a couple of times to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to bring that up, but I, he did have him, <laughs> especially <laughs> of the. I don't think you were happy with it. You were walking, I think you were chuntering to yourself, you weren't happy, but... Uh... Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good, he's good. As I say, um, yeah, brilliant. You know, it's... it's it's safe to play for so long, there's a lot of cricketers, and probably missed one or two out, to be honest, honestly, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, they're up there with the top three or four. So, you know, I ask everyone about keepers now, and I guess I'm not going to bother yeah. asking this question anymore. You know the answer, Steve, well... Um, talk to any 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 West Wallian, and yeah. the answer is always the same. It was amazing. I, I played with him down in Swansea, and there is not many keepers that can win a game by themselves. And he used to stand up to Andrew Davis on occasions and take stumpings off him. You know, um, I, I don't think Diver was happy on occasions because he really tried to bend his back, and <laughs> you know. I think he's you no know, Daddy was being clocked at you know eighty mile an hour or something like that, and he used to stand up to him, and, you know. And you see Powell, Steve, after the game, you know he's a 40, 40 a day uh, asthmatic. Um, he looks like death warmed up, but 
<laughs> and he did. He looked like that twenty years ago. So um, he, and he hasn't changed. So, uh, but yeah, he is the best gloveman uh, I've seen anywhere. You know, um, you know, you see some boys on TV. You know, the the, the, the professionals say uh, boy Foster, uh, Essex, and things like that. But you, oh well, standing up, never seen. I don't think you'll ever see anything better. And if you do, it's it's for the better for the game. If you do see somebody better than Steve Powell, well, you only think that's that's just going to do the game itself. Yeah. Uh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fantastic. You know, and he's he's coming in a couple of uh, times on the show as well, and um, yeah. so I know he listens in. So uh, he's got to have yeah. him. every week. Every, someone mentions his name, so uh, <laughs> can't get better than that. Um, players, Welcome. players for the future. Sam Jardine. Um, yeah. Played with him at Tata Steel for a short time. Um, I believe he had the Acad- Glamorgan Academy Player of the Year last year. Yeah. Which, how many cricketers have had that, you know, and, and hopefully gone on to do uh, become professionals. Um, Sam, is, he's a quiet boy. Um, I, I say, I know his father and his brother plays for Tata Steel as well. Um, if, my in opinion, if he keeps on going and progressing the way he is, because everyone thinks he's a bow, but he's, he can bat as well. Yeah. If um, he progresses the way he does, he's, I, I have no doubt he'll be, he's going to be a pro cricketer uh, for Glamorgan. <laughs> Sorry, that's my dog, eh? Yeah, your dog. <laughs> but, uh, yeah he's, he's, he's a boy of the future, and, and I can see you know, the, the things that have been instilled in him, I, I believe, from where he's been trained at, at Tata Steel. Um, well, excellent Peter Doyle. Um, that's all he does is live cricket, and he kept you know, and he he he's instilled certain cricket qualities. Or Sam has learned some of the cricket qualities from Peter and some of the individuals, uh, Paul Donovan and people like that, that type of steel. And I think if he carries those on and progresses, he will be a county cricketer. Yeah, I know. I, certainly, I was impressed when I played against him, I've got to say. A couple of years yeah. back, so he would have been a, about maybe 15, 16 then, and he definitely showed potential. He showed potential, yeah. And I, and I think the one thing about some of the youngsters at 15, 16, I think they might play a little bit too much cricket. Yeah. Uh, playing under 15s and the 16s, Saturday cricket. Um, I think Sam played a couple of minor county games at 15, 16. He was playing four or five times a week. Um, and I think he wasn't seeing probably the best of him because he was bowling so much. But if he was impressing when I think he was playing at 70%, imagine what he can do now when he's uh, fit, strong at 100%. And I think, um, yeah, he's, he's one for the future, definitely. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's 32 years you've been playing yeah. There must have been some standout memories, whether from tours or great wins or epic losses or funny moments. Um, Where did you outstanding, start? Outstanding, it's the most outstanding moment was winning the, uh, the national indoor finals up in Lords. Um, we went up there uh, 2013. Um, that was, we were called Margam Cricket Club at the time. Um, we went up there... Um, didn't have any hope. We think we're gonna, you know, get this far. There was a team called Bladen Cricket Club from uh, Newcastle Way, who had been there f- 
seven years out of six, um, every one of their players were either played for England in the 19s, ex-first-class cricketers, or actual current first-class cricketers. Yeah. And we drew those in the first round. And uh, I didn't go up the night before. I drew up on the day. Got into Lord, seen our boys. They'd been, um, I'd say, enjoying the hospitality of the hotel during the night. Um, didn't look really... Went in to play cricket. And we ended up... Um, we ended up beating them, and it, we we beat them mainly. It was down to Mark Cox. Uh, we were chasing one forty, and we were eighteen for five, and he just ended up scoring all the runs himself in that semi final to get us to the final. And we 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 won the final pretty easy in against um, a team from Wiltshire. I can't remember their side, but they they just um, they 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 call us a bunch of ringers, which <laughs> I find that when Never when you underestimate the power of alcohol. Yeah, we had a barrel of alcohol. We had two opening bowlers at the time. We were both over 20 stone. We had um, our next two batsmen probably couldn't see, you know, they couldn't see very well through the uh, the local ales that they probably had inside them. Um, but we ended up winning it. And uh, yeah, that was, that's was that got to be up there. Um, and also winning... Point, point like, I've got to apologise if you, if you can hear... Uh, the guy yeah. opposite me who lives opposite me just decided to cut a load of decking boards. So I don't know. If, I don't know if that's coming across on the microphone. No, go, no. Yeah. But winning, I won. The, I won the first division title with Swansea, but winning it with Tata Steel, that that's up there for me as the one one of the best. Uh, we're the only side in Batal but to win the Southwest League, um, and it's that that's up there. I got photos on my Facebook and Twitter and things like that. That, that that night, that day, um, is always going to be up there, you know. Um, you know, winning the League Cup with Swansea as well, but ta- winning the, you know, winning at Lords and winning the First Division with Tata Steel was uh, is up there. Um, uh, you know, I think it was the same year the Fugees won, Div One of the East, and that's how we ended up playing with against each other the following year. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's they're tough leagues as well because only they one are. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I said they're tough yeah. leagues as well, aren't they? Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I do this. i got a, a friend who I work with who plays for Sudbrook, Dean Wallace. Yeah. Uh, and he tells me all about it, you know. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy to, because I think, isn't it in the East League, you play on bank holidays as well, or you play yeah. extra, extra? It's, it's a well. hell of a lot of cricket for Div 1, and for only one team to get promoted. Yeah, we don't do that a bit our way. We don't in this in the West. We don't play on bank holidays um, unless it's something like a cup game has to be rearranged. But I find that I would have found that hard to get play on a Saturday and then play on a, on a Monday. Try and get that time off. Um, I would have found that really hard. Yeah, and this you know, the Div One up in the East. I've got to say is the the top five or six teams up there. Yeah, could all hold their own quite comfortably in in Prem Two. Yeah, some real good teams. Have there? I know Sudbrook have been trying for years and years, and now they've always finished top top four, top five, I think. And yeah, okay. it's really tough. So Newbridge, Newbridge have done really well in order to get up there. Last, well, yeah. they were there two years ago. And yeah, I think Chepstow were coming up this year. Yeah, they've always been knocking on the door. You know, it's always been the case. Yeah, I think Newbridge would probably be my tip to win Prem two. You know, we got um, a play another player played with us again, Ryan Watkins. Yeah, uh, 
character, brilliant. That one season uh, playing with Ryan, it was um, it was fun. It was good. He was good, good banter. But and you can see Newbiting is a boy. Uh, Christopher Mee might have gone there. I think is well, one of his discussions. I don't know. He's he's got to be the best bowler in up up this way. Yes. Yeah, yes, and, and I'll say that he's, when I played against him in Pantig, he, I, I was totally impressed with him. He was um, very good. You know, yeah, I, know had, you know, of, I know a lot of teams since Pantig got relegated last year. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. uh, I've been trying to get hold of him, but I don't know what the situation with his with him at the minute is. Yeah, and Nathan Miller Champ as well. He's he's left you to. Yeah, yeah, that in I know that, but he's gone there. So I think, and, and I, I, only listening to your podcasts, um, they've got a, a, is it a, a good uh, youngster tip for uh, wiki keepers in England? Is he England in the 15s? Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got a good kid up there as well. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Um, yeah. well, how much how much he'll play for Newbridge? I don't know because he's in private school. Ah, um, right. Edwards, I think. Uh, yeah. And then how much Glamorgan will use him, yeah, is, is debatable but, as well. So, but he is a phenomenal yeah. player. Yeah. So Newbridge, I think, are going in the right direction um, with the way they go. And I think this is, but this is only what we hear through the grapevine. You yeah, know, it's all on the grapevine, isn't it? I've heard yeah. stories about so many players going to different places. Um, yeah. Uh, Gorsainen yeah. is always. Uh, I get news from Gorsainen. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 with the XL boys, they, they nicknamed the Galacticos with all the all the players. Yeah. They got lovely there. nets down there, though. They've that new lovely one. crowd. It is. Um, I, it's, it's the first time I went down to go sign in to watch Tata Steel in the Cup final last year, and what a difference! Yeah. Standing down, they've got. They're really doing a lot of hard work down there, and um, I was impressed. You know, they got the new. They got new nets there. Um, Really, I was taken back how, how how they've come forward. And the clubhouse uh, down there is is really nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really good down there. They they're really going in the right direction as well. So uh, yeah, but um, so we mentioned when we were talking the other week, you mentioned about going away and playing cricket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just say I've played in Lanzarote. That's one of the clubs. But I'd say you know I, I don't mind taking taking the mick out myself, but probably. Uh, it was voted in the cricket club itself. You have a a, a trophy for the worst moment, and we was Tata Steel Skull. We went uh, uh, to Benidorm on tour. Now that just spells bad news straight away, doesn't it? Uh, Benidorm on tour. <laughs> but people think Benidorm or you're not playing cricket, but it's a little it's a little club outside Benidorm, um, and Al, a little village called Altia, and there's a cricket club there called Sport and Alfayas. And they, the cricket pitch doubles up as a driving range, and they got a an artificial in the middle, but it's all the rest of it's grass. They got nets there and everything. And Tata Steel, been there a couple of times, and I was uh, my shifts in work was favourable, so I went I went there, um, played our first game great, you know, it, it was boiling hot. Second game, no, that's we're about three or four days into the tour now. So obviously we uh, we're not drinking too much water during the day. Um, played a second game again. We score some runs. I'm fielding. I uh, I you know when you do score runs, it's always I'm fielding at first slip. I ain't going anywhere. I scored runs today. So 
I'm at first slip, wicket keeper chucks me the ball, I goes and throws the ball to Riso in an extra cover, and then, oh, something didn't feel quite right there. And it's one of those moments where everything goes silent, and then the, the wicket keeper, Richard, we're all wearing white spice, so this, you can imagine where this is going. He's, he's behind me, and he goes, Kelv, I, I think you've just uh, pulled a tea bag over there, mate. <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can imagine the, uh, the sort of the sweat started to, to you know, come off the brow there. So I'd done my best impression of Charlie Chaplin off the pitch. And uh, I was never seen again for the rest of the tour. Uh, I just. But what do you I expect put, going on tour with Benidorm? I, I, they said I was. I just couldn't handle my egg. But it was done to a dodgy burger I had, and I'm sure it is. It was a dodgy burger I had in one of the bars there when uh, on the early part of the tour, and that's my excuse. But um, yeah, but that's that's the you know everyone's got stories, and I don't mind taking the piss at the make up myself. Um, about that, but uh, yeah, it was uh, Benidorm. It, it's good. It's, it's it's a good. If if you if other clubs could go end up doing it, it's a really good experience. I think you just need someone in the club, don't you, to to, to yeah. organise it. Yeah, and and then get the waves on board and to let you go. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say to come then, but no. <laughs> well, you know, there's always a beach there. There's nice pools <laughs> in some of the hotels there. So, but yeah, it. Um, yeah, and, and that's one thing. Another thing about uh, going back, I'll go back again about the scope. Uh, they haven't done it for a couple of years, but the tours that they've they've done, they're always organised by Paul Donovan. Always top class. Everything is down. Everything is what what's what's happening, and it's all fun. Down right down uh, right down to the letter. You know, it's, it's brilliant. They are, yeah, good yeah, set of boys. At the, the Fugees, we got Russell Thomas who likes a tour as well. He lo- he loves organising. He loves a spreadsheet. So. Uh, we've done- <laughs> But we haven't we haven't been abroad, really. So uh, Tomo, if you, I know he listens, yeah. so gotta put his finger out there to uh, get us going abroad. Get a Benidorm, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so you've obviously played cricket. Well, we mentioned you know thirty odd years. Where yeah. would you like to see it going? Where can you see it going? You know, and really taking strides to 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 move forward. Um, I think what been happening in the past um, I, th- I think Cricket Wales are getting it right now I won't say Cricket Wales Cricket Association have always got it right um, and perhaps our leagues haven't got it right I think the way things are going now um, you've got Kerry Jahal ex-cricketer he's heavily involved um, I think if we're able to get more ex-cricketers or cricketers involved in it because um, there's no disrespect you have to have the people organising things but sometimes these individuals don't know what it's like to be playing on a cricket pitch, what is happening in clubs. Um, and to have uh, Kerry Jahal involved in that, I think that uh, it, it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, you know, the coaches, I, I see more ex-cricketers being coaches, not parents who haven't played the game trying to be coaches. Yeah. And it's no disrespect them because you have to have those individuals no, to have right. the cricket going. Yeah, there would be no cricket if it wasn't for parents who, who run teams. It's how not to, oh no, I'm not trying to criticize that, but it, I'm trying to praise that without those individuals, we won't be having junior cricket. Absolutely. Uh, I think the standard has dropped a hell of a lot. Um, 
it, that's down to, I think, kids being more involved in football. And it's adults as well, football, rugby, encroaching on a cricket season. Um, that, that's taken the standard away. And when I first started playing, we had overseas pros in the West Wales, in, West, in South Wales League. And those, they didn't just play on a Saturday, they played midweek. They trained the kids. They were in. They were around the club five five days a week, mm. uh, six days a week in the cup game as well. Um, but then it was. I believe somebody probably get back to me later on, and I you know I've quoted it wrong. It sh- I think it should have just been the top few leagues were to have them. But when you when I think Paul mentioned we used to have five first teams and five second team leagues. Um, when you had a fifth division side having an overseas pro. I think that's when it, you know that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The league went, well, we can't have you know um, these the um, the overseas pros playing in fifth division. Yeah, uh, and it was their prerogative to do it, and obviously they were um, employing them to do that. But it it got a bit silly on that side. And I think that's where it stopped. It may have should have been rejigged to be perhaps the first and second. Um, you know, perhaps the lower leagues may say that's elitist, but. You know they're not they're the ones first to complain when they're playing against an overseas pro. Then you know yeah, there's there's no fun in it, is it? If you come up against a, a a team who've got one of these pros, yeah, and you're just getting hit all over the place. Yeah, in, yeah. in first and second leagues, yeah, fine, possibly, or even just the first league. You know, and yeah. if you want to get up into that first league, then by all means yeah. have a pro when you get promoted. But yeah, yeah, you you don't want these pros coming over and then. And then just ruining the game lower down the leagues. Yeah, oh, definitely. And and um, I think I think enough people, are, especially with the podcasts, when you're doing, you're listening to them. You know, there's more and more people saying it's standard has dropped since the over- overseas pros are gone, and maybe something to look at in the future to to do that. But it has to be seriously looked at the top couple of leagues, and that's it. Yeah. Um, if any of uh, the, the, the people who make decisions to listen to the podcast, but you know, if, if they do, it needs to be brought up, I think, or certainly yeah. when the committee meetings go back, uh, yeah. maybe looking at next year and things like that. Then, you know, it has to be a question to be asked, I think. Yeah. And people still now talk about some of the overseas pros that they had years and years ago. They still talk about it. Lyndon Lewis's, Keith Atherton, you know, people like that, Downley Joseph. People still talk about those players now. So it just shows how much of an effect. Um, those players had and um, on, on the leagues and, and they were obviously they were great players Lyndon Lewis is absolute you know legendary Ammonford scored you know over a thousand runs you know he's class quality cricketer I never seen him and played against him you just hear the uh, the stories of him you know I never played against Keith Atherton but uh, I played with when I at Mar- when I was at Margam in in Division Two, we did have um, a couple of overseas pros. There was one Sunil Danaram. He ended up playing for Canada uh, in two World Cups, and that was you know playing with him. And it was great. A boy, our West Mahmood from Pakistan, um, a county player out in Pakistan, or their version of it. Um, but it was great to play with those boys as well. You, you want to lift your game. You want to play yeah. um, players, but. Oh, you know, you never know. See what happens. Perhaps enough people will listen to these things because, you know, um, with people not playing cricket, we want to listen to these podcasts and we want to listen to other people and we want to see Paul Reese's uh, tweets. What he's got <laughs> uh, on Mark Cox, you know, he's uh, 
he's good with um, what he does. Uh, so, yeah, good. Uh, great. So, just to finish then, uh, quick fire questions. Okay. Best tea? Uh, Neath and Mumbles, both the same. Best away ground? Uh, I've got three. Flandisso, uh, Swindon, Swindon Cricket Club and the Bond. Best dress cricketer? Matthew Evans. Worst dress cricketer? Mark Cox for Talbot. Those shirts are shocking. <laughs> Unbelievable how bad. I swear he just wears those because he does like to be sick when he drinks too much. I think it's just an excuse for him to um, just to cover it all up and it just blends in, I think. Um, on, my printer's just started to uh, start. Um, best ledger? I wouldn't say the best sledgers. I'd go as far as say they're the worst sledgers. Mainly at me. It's Mark Davis, Meister Celtic. He just, he's clueless. He's, he's, he's been around for years and years and years. Absolute. Back in the day, great cricketer. But when it comes to his sledging, it, he is, um, he actually got somebody else banned for the sledging he was giving me last year. Uh, he just kept on saying to me, Kelv, you're 45, I'm 60. And I just said to Mark, do you realise every time you say something to me, I score runs against you? And it just didn't register, you know? So, and then there's another fella, uh, Mark Wilson, Command and Wanderers, I think now. All right, yeah. We, um, the one story, he, he, he starts giving it all the big one. And then I'm just about to come up and bowl. And I stop and I ask the captain, can I have an 8-1 field, please? And he said, what do you mean 8-1 field? I said, I want eight people on the leg. And one on the off because he's incapable of hitting the ball on the offside. So and he, he, he and he, he's chuntering out and, and the skip goes no. I'll give you two, not 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 one. So I bowl the ball. He blocks it and then it's oh well done. It just scuttled off. So I turn around and told the bowler the next the next ball. His head's fried. Bowl it full and straight. He's going to try and hit it with the ground. Exactly what happened. And who's he walking past? when he's walking off to the... He's been just bowled. It's one of those flint-off moments, Tino, yeah. when the, I'm giggling at him. So, um, and then rub salt in the wounds. When I batted, he dropped me in the gully off a dolly. So, um, but he's the worst. He is, yeah, he's the worst ledger. Him and Mark. <laughs> two marks as well, the two marks. The, uh... <laughs> okay, fastest bowler. Um, a gen an overseas pro playing upon a dolly, Zuba Jar. Um, by far, I think he was the quickest I ever faced. Um, I opened the bat in for Margam and the other batsman, Wayne Duggan, he said, oh, you can have it. This You can start off today, Kelv. He must have done some homework. So then, yeah, I'm, I'm taking my guard and I'm looking around and there's only two people in front of Square. And I'm thinking, I actually pulled back. He was running up. Oh, there's something wrong here. But when I looked around, they were all in the slips and fine leg and third man. And <laughs> and he was sharp, he was sharp, you know. Uh, Richard Edwards, put all but very quick, bowls hard, heavy ball. Uh, and then Simon Jones. Simon Jones, fastest bowler. Okay, biggest hitter? Um, an unknown, probably around this neck of the woods. He hasn't played all that much. He's a boy, Owen Davis. Played for Tata Steel. Um, went, he's, he always was there as a youngster. Played all junior cricket there, um, but went to university, uh, met a lovely lady, and then sort of uh, moved up to Gloucester way. So you didn't see him as much, but he's just one of those cricketers. I think last year he turned up, he hadn't picked a bat up for three years, and then bands out of 60-odd. 
but he's definitely the biggest hit. They're playing at Cowbridge, furthest, furthest wicket towards the rugby field. And then he picks one ball up and the trees on the right-hand side of Cowbridge, you put it over the trees and over the houses on that side. I'm sure it ended up in the, in the ice street there. Um, an old cricketer, Stuart John Batalbert, um, six foot five, ex-pro golfer, four pound bat, and just he, he the ball with with ease. Um, biggest hitter there, yeah, Stuart John Owen Davis. Okay, so who's gonna who's gonna come in and block the hell out of it? Oh no, 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 no! It was um, Jonathan Davis. Uh, played for Radio for a couple of years. He played down in Cowbridge at the time. Uh, I'm going to say he's one of the biggest blockers because we played a game, we scored 240, and then you were 55 for five or 50 overs. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, him and uh, John Smart was batting, and I think I always remember John, he must have, um, lovely bloke who, who, by the way, you haven't long. He's passed away, so if if they're listening, my thoughts to the family there. Um, 80, 80 balls for two runs. I don't believe that. How can somebody do that? I, I just can't understand how that's possible. Not even edged. Um, and John Davis just kept saying, I'm just playing to the rules. I'm not giving you points. So and that, that, that's the story. With Gareth Davis, Senator Gerwin. Um, I've actually had to run him out because he was so slow. Sent out. Um, uh, and it was a cup game, uh, some fifteen runs off twenty overs, and I just went out and ran him up. I, you know, I'll admit it, I had to take him out. Um, and then Rob Jones Davin, who plays for the XL as well, uh, massive blocker, massive blocker, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> but the fingers, who's going to drop it nine times out of ten? Rowan Herbert, hundred ten percent. I've seen him drop catches, which I don't think is possible. That's uh, and that's an understatement. Um, and then on the other hand, he's taken some absolute, you know, corkers, but he is better fingers than me. He's dropped some big knees. So you're on, uh, you're on ninety six. Bowler's coming in. How are you getting to your hundred, mate? Favorite shot? Oh, uh, wide mid on. Always got to go for the big one over Co. Um, I'm not one for the the, the the dab one for two. I've got to go. I've got to go try and go and get a big one. Yeah, well, I got to say, I've I've refurbed your bats recently, and they are. <laughs> that's not a stroke maker's bat, mate. No, it's not. It's not the one that that, that one. Have a quick one. I won't run quick anyway. But it's not one for uh, uh, getting a quick one uh, dab down. It's got to go for the big shot. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin, it's been absolutely brilliantly uh, brilliant talking to you. Um, oh, it's been wonderful. It's it's been great to you know have that perspective again from down West Wales. And uh, yeah. those stories of, of uh, I think it was, yeah. what, I think it was like, pulling a tea bag in uh, in Benidorm will uh, stay in my mind for a while. Dean, <laughs> <laughs> can imagine me walking off like Charlie Chaplin just in case. Uh, but um, yeah, the the Benidorm uh, the Benidorm bag at me. That's my that's my excuse. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, and all the best. Keep these going. Cheers, mate. Yeah. Calvin there for sharing his stories uh, and his so candid uh, explanation and description of what happened whilst in Benidorm. Um, I hope you're enjoying the show. Don't forget to uh, 
to rate if you get to this point rate it give me a five star please make a comment as well it all helps with uh, with the podcasting world um next week i speak to kerry chahal and uh, we speak about um him playing cricket down in south wales down the swansea and also his role with cricket wales at the moment okay hope to see you next week